Irregardless is a real word. The Random House College Dictionary, Revised Edition, defines irregardless as an adjective and non-standard word, meaning the same as the word regardless. It goes on to say that the word is redundant and that some speakers use the word to achieve greater emphasis. There's some ignorant know-it-alls out there. If you know one and want to give them a burn, using the word irregardless gives them an opportunity they can't resist to prove their superiority. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hey guys, my voice is a little, you can hear it in my voice, I'm a little under the weather. Um, my I, I have a cold, I think. It's weird, like I don't feel, I feel okay, but I don't feel great, but my voice is like, take this. <laughs> so, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, thank you, uh, you're listening one of three ways. Through my website, markscalia.com. And check out more of that site, the calendar and all that. Then if you want to be more participant, you want to be part of the live chat, all you got to do is click that speaker box you're listening to, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and sign on using a Facebook email, and then you can be part of our live chat. Oh, Kim said, you need tea. I do. I could use some tea. And my wife is downstairs, so maybe in the commercial break, she may bring me some tea. I don't know. But I'm going to try to keep my voice in tune. And the third way you can listen is if you cannot listen live, because that's how we broadcast Wednesdays at 9 Eastern time. <laughs> we broadcast live. You can listen to the slightly edited for time prod, prod podcast version of the show available through iTunes and Google Play. So if you're new to the show, which I thank you. And if you're not new to the show, I start every show the same way and bring you up to speed about what's been going on in our week apart with a happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And I'll tell you, there's been a lot of things going on. Not just in the world that we all live in, but in my personal world. But let's start with the big, and then we'll get small. Or we'll go back and forth. It's the end of March. And, of course, they did the big March for our lives. Had all the kids and people and adults and everybody walking to, I guess... I don't. I don't know if I'm going to say that, but you don't. You can't really protest gun violence because... <laughs> That would be a contradiction because if you protest gun violence, it means, I don't know, maybe you're for gun I don't know what it is, but they walked for, and you don't walk for gun violence, so I don't know what they walked for. But anyway, they walked to make a point, and the point is they want to get rid of guns completely. They, they believe that there will be a world where there are no guns, and that just shows their age because they're children. They're young. And we live in a world with guns. We've, You know something? We've always had a world of guns. Whether they were real guns or whether they were sticked. Oh, they walked for our lives. Oh, their lives. And uh, Kim, you work at a school, so maybe you, you don't know this a little bit more. I believe the children, <laughs> I believe the children are the future. <laughs> I think, I think sexual chocolate said it best. I think the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. In any case. Now, everybody kind of knows where I stand on guns. I think guns aren't a bad thing. 
I, I never think guns are a bad thing. I think people are a bad thing and people are using guns. Just like I think cars are a good thing, but people crash cars into each other too. It's, it's, you know, you can't change one or the other. You know, some guns, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but maybe, you know, I would I would think we can all agree on this. Please tell me you're going to talk about Jared writing to Trump begging for help from Princess Leia telling Obi-Wan you my only hope. I don't know. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Anyway, I think uh, a national database works. I think in uh, uh, the agencies talking to each other, it's. I mean, that's before nine eleven. That's what we had. FBI wasn't talking to CIA. They weren't. Nobody was talking to each other. Now we kind of have to have something like that. And I don't. I don't know why we wouldn't. I, we probably did. I mean, maybe we do. I don't know. But certainly, you know, uh, banning guns. No, you're never going to do it. You're absolutely not going to do it. And you can't because of the second amendment and you can say it's interpretive and blah 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 but you can't get rid of the guns the whole purpose of the second amendment is to arm yourself to protect yourself against the government and as soon you can't ban that you absolutely can't so but i appreciate them you know get up do your voice but you know it's pipe dream here's the thing that bothered me a little bit they all made the cover of fucking time magazine fuck their lives are over (laughs) It's like it's like making the Sports Illustrated cover. You're fucked. <laughs> and here's the thing: what they're going to be nothing in in two years. Like, and I hate to say it like that, but that's the attention span of most of the country. And you know, what are they going to do? Where are you going to go from here? <laughs> They've been cursed by Time Magazine. Their lives will be over. The only good thing about having a cold is my voice can get much deeper. And I can do the scary voice. <laughs> anyway, so good good on you for walking. It's like, it is like the Madden curse. Here's the thing I saw on Facebook just recently. I was talking to my wife. I'll be 50 this year, and she wants to plan this big party for me because I'm going to be 50, and I don't care. I really don't. So, But I saw this thing on Facebook. It's Marvel Universe Live, and... It's fucking, it looks fucking, it's basically the superheroes, people running around as the fucking superheroes. It's a stage performance. And it's, I think it's going to be playing in Worcester, which is not that far from, you know, what is it? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, And I would, see, that's something I would do for my 50th birthday. It'd be, be, it'd be me and my wife and like, Three million twelve-year-old boys, <laughs> and, and everybody's like, "What are you doing?" Oh my God, Iron Man's cool, isn't he? I'm looking at kids fucking stealing popcorn for him and stuff. <laughs> but I thought that was very cool. And here's something else. Um, I don't, I don't watch a ton of TV. What is it? Ain't nobody. It's LOL. Uh, you mean you want me to cosplay as Darth Maul? No, you. I don't. I don't do cosplay. I did. I did an anime convention. I hosted an event in anime. It was too much. It was just too much for me. It's a subculture. Can't, you know, anyway. God bless them, but it's not, it's not, it's just not my thing. I got to say it like that. It's not my thing. God bless everybody for doing it. It's not my thing. So I'm starting to watch some more TV because there's a lot of TV going on and uh, they're rebooting a lot of shows. They rebooted, um, they rebooted uh, Will and Grace. They brought that back after umpteen years and last night i think it was last night um roseanne is back so i was like you know i wasn't a big fan of the show when it started i thought it was funny but i wasn't home a lot to watch tv this is i wasn't a lot in the past 20 years i wasn't home to watch tv now it's like all i do is watch tv because i'm home during the week um because there's less money to be made ruba yeah reboot roseanne uh they did and it was actually not bad. It was actually, the writing was very good. I can't believe that um, Whitney Cummings is producing it and Wanda Sykes is producing it. I mean, God bless them. I mean, if you got the money to produce a show and then ABC's with you, go, go, Gadget. They killed John Menden on the last episode. How'd they bring him back? I don't know. I never watched the show, so I don't know how it came back. Maybe he just had a heart attack and he didn't die. I don't know. But it was a decent show and the writing's good, so... <clears throat> so obviously I'm suffering from a cold. So I got my own health issues. 
I did a I after the show on when I did the show last week on Wednesday. I did a show. I said I had a show Thursday morning, so I drove into the city because it was we were supposed to get the snowstorm that never fucking happened. By the way, never happened. So I drove into the city thinking I needed a hotel room. My wife's already there. We get up at six o'clock in the morning. We do this event. It's uh, essentially um, they had to build a go kart out of plywood and these metal axles. And, you know, they have screws and nails and stuff like that. So they build their own go-kart, then they decorate it. So it's like a formula thing, a race car thing. And it's a team-building event, and it's all for charity. And all the charities are labeled all in the cars, like a Michael J. Fox Foundation, um, Alzheimer's, epilepsy. There's a great turnout. A lot of people were there, and they built these cars. Now, at the end of the thing, we have to rip the cars apart. Uh, we have to take the axles back because the axles go with the company that supply them. But the wood, they don't use that. We kind of throw out all the wood. We recycle it, blah, blah, blah. So, long story short, they have a claw hammer. <clears throat> so, they have these axles connected with these, uh, essentially, they look like C-brackets, and you've probably seen them. They hold um, electrical piping or copper piping on a wall. And essentially, they look like a, a C with a flange on it. So you nail the two pieces, the flat, against the wall. And then it's seed out so that the pipe can fit inside the groove provided. That's how they connect the axles. But what they did is they thought, oh, we need more space. So they connected like five of these on an axle that doesn't need it. It really doesn't. So I'm tired. I'm not feeling that good. I use the claw hammer. Now, I pry up half the axle. I grab the axle, and I pull it up. My hand caught the bent-up C-clamp, which is now shredded because I hit it with a fucking hammer. So now it's like cut. You know, it's like razor sharp. So I grab it. It cuts from the base of my finger all the way to the first knuckle. And when I say it was deep, I mean I saw fat cells deep yeah it was gross and i was like oh shit so i clamp my hand i walk over to i go i need some napkins i need to wear the first aid kit i put some gauze on it i walk in the bathroom and i put water <laughs> i run water under cold water and fuck you would have thought they wanted the command codes for the fucking football <laughs> i was like anything you need it hurt like a son of a bitch then i come back in and it's 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 bleeding like like, I cut my finger off. I mean, it was deep. And I wrap it up with gauze, and I tape it up, and I'm working a little bit. But because it was so early in the morning, I really didn't eat. So I got sheet white. <laughs> and I was like, you should sit down. You look like you're going to die. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to die. So <clears throat> we end the gig. It was Luckily, that was almost the end of the gig anyway. And uh, I was going to go to the hospital to see if it needed stitches. But after my last experience with the back and still paying fucking $8,000 for fucking back operation, I go, I ain't going to see no doctor. And of course, my wife's like, no, you're going to see a doctor. And here's the thing about my wife and I when we disagree. Usually, I win. And I... <laughs> I here's Here's why I win. Either she stops fighting or I just go, fuck it, it doesn't matter. But here's the other thing. I only win a little bit more than she does. She may think I win much more than her, but I only win about 52% of the time. The command codes for Trump's football are one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you have the same combination on my luggage. I get it. Yeah, I get the reference. So she calls up the HMO. So I said, look, I'll see the HMO. I'm not going to go to the uh, the emergency room because I'm not paying $1,000 to have stitches done when I can go to my doctor and see if I need stitches. And they're going to glue it. It's not even. So I get in there and I take the gauze off and it fucking goes. Psh, it sprays fucking blood over my arm on the wall everywhere. And she goes, yeah, you, you probably need some stitches. They Novocaine it. Hurt like a son of a bitch. That fucking Novocaine. And uh, she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? The doctor's name, by the way, was Svetlana. Svetlana. And I'm like, did the Trump people know you're here? Because we... <laughs> it's not a problem. We like the Russians. <laughs> and she was blonde. And I love blondes, by the way. Love them. 
anyway, I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but they stitched up and they gave me one, two, three, four, five stitches. Matter of fact, the top stitch is barely connected. So I pull them out tomorrow, which is the good thing. I get my I get my stitches pulled out tomorrow. But speaking of stitches and things getting pulled out tomorrow, tomorrow I have an eight o'clock appointment because I got to get my tires done. Not because I need tires, but because Sunday night when I was doing a show, I looked at my wheel. I'm like, oh, I got a rock stuck on my, no, no, fucking nail, nail and my fucking tire. And it's on the shoulder, the top part. So they can't plug it. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. <clears throat> so I need a new tire, but it's always the same thing. It's like, well, I do need tires, but I was going to do it in the fall so I got to get four fucking tires. I, I'm necessarily, I could get one, but then it wears uneven and then blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to get the four fucking tires. And what, a, it's like, I, I need an ex, you need an exorcism. I do. Because I can't catch a break. I, I, life costs so much money without fucking trying. I try to explain it to people. They're like, oh, let's do this. I go, you're purposely going to spend money. When life just turns around the corner and hits you in the fucking face with a shovel, that's what it does. And it's certainly, I don't want to, I don't want to be like a hermit that I'm home all the time, but certainly burn some sage. <laughs> oh, you know something? I will. I'll light some incense and maybe my wife will bring me up some tea on the commercial. By people, he means me. That's not you. That's not you. You're not mean people. Karen's not mean people. Life is mean. And no, it's not that I'm trying to explain it to you personally. I'm trying to explain it to everybody. I just, you know, it's not that I'm afraid of life, but I'm getting there. <laughs> and people are, life is stalking you. Life is, I, people worry about death. I don't worry about death at all. I welcome death. It's life that I'm fucking scared of. Soil and green is people. <laughs> Smudge that shit. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I, I during the uh, bumper music, I started a little early in the show. I played a bunch of songs that had to do with fools. I played Chain of Fools. Uh, I played Foolin'. I played We Won't Get Fooled Again. Because, and I was on the fence about it if I wanted to talk about April, April Fools. And again, I wish I had the call. I wish, I wish this was a joke. I really do. I wish it was all a joke. Um. I so it's April Fools this Sunday and I was on the fence going should I play something should I not play something it's like in between like after the fact it kind of seems anticlimactic so before that so I I just put together a little thing for you fool me once shame on shame on you It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. We don't get fooled again. <laughs> don't get fooled again. There you go. So let's do this. What else do I go? Oh, oh my goodness. I almost I almost left. I almost took our first break without realizing I should not take our first break. Hold on, let me do this and this and this and this and this. But did you know? <laughs> so April Fool's Day. And I didn't know this, but apparently, I mean, I kind of knew it, but I kind of didn't. The first of the year used to start on April 1st. That's when everybody started it because it was the spring equinox. And that's why, you know, Jesus wasn't born in Christmas. It's uh, it's the whole, it's, you know, because we misinterpreted, we invented the calendar. We invented the calendar, by the way, everybody. We invented it. All the days are made up. And then somebody went, uh... We should probably do some, we should put, we should put some science on that shit. <laughs> and they did. So, so originally their, the start of the year was on April 1st and then they moved it to January 1st. So if anybody was celebrating the new year in April, they were called an April fool. That's it. Which turned into playing fucking jokes on people in like the 17th century. We should keep track of things better. <laughs> yeah, let's science the fuck out of it. <laughs> Jesus is dead. No, he has risen. April Fool. Stop it. I got some I got some history coming up. 
so we can kind of poke fun of, of the religions. Because I got one for Passover, which I've gotten some fucking flack from. And I've got Easter, which Catholics don't care. You can make fun of Catholics. But the last thing on the agenda tonight for the Happening Now monologue, we've got more things. Jesus turned left at Albuquerque. <laughs> you know, so I'll play this. Uh, oh, let me talk about Stormy. I've got to use some Tic Tacs just in case they start kissing. <laughs> Grab him by the pussy. Jesus Christ, Donald. So I actually watched, I I watched some of the 60 Minutes interview because it was online. And, you know, she's saying that she wasn't a victim. She knew what she was doing. She wasn't attracted to him. She just had sex with him. Well, I mean, of course, you're a porn star. That's your job, pretty much. You're not supposed to have fun at your job. But I don't, here's the thing, they put a gag order on a porn star, which is a joke in itself, but they, she, she's, she's going to be fined a million dollars. And I mean, she didn't really say anything. I had sex with Donald Trump, BFD. <laughs> There's only about a hundred women that can say that, well, a hundred, <laughs> all right, let's say 50 because he's a celebrity. It's probably closer to 100, anyway. I mean, I don't got those numbers. I'm not putting up numbers like Shaq. Boom! Anyway. <laughs> Does that mean his wife is a porn star, too? No. What does that mean? That doesn't... Because she has a gag order? Anyway. But I don't... My wife and I, we got in a little bit of disagreement about this, too. Because, I mean, it's a non-story. I believe it's a non-story. He paid her to shut up. And she took the money, and she should shut up. <laughs> that's that's the fucking thing. And they put they put um, uh, non competes. They heard uh, non disclosures. They do this in government all the time. I mean, not government. They do this in business all the time. They do all these things. And he was a politician. And if you think Donald Trump is the first person to pay somebody to keep their mouth closed. Which is fucking ironic for a porn star. The jokes just write themselves, people. <laughs> it's fake news. It really is. It's fake news. But I don't. I don't think it's a story. And even you know, Scaramooch, Scaramooch, uh, Scaramooch said it was a. It, people are gonna get bored of it. It's got no legs. <laughs> Which is funny for a porn star. <laughs> anyway. And it's, you know, it's, he, everybody knows he's a dick. He's a dick. He's a liar. He's dishonest. And he's in the fucking highest office of the land. So get used to it. Because as long as he doesn't do any corrupt shit while he's sitting in the fucking big chair, you can't do dick about it. Which is ironic coming from a point. <laughs> and speaking of the Donald, another week with the White House update. The American dream is dead. I can only say this, there was absolutely no collusion. Everybody knows it. I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. You are fired. <laughs> you know, I thought, well, maybe it could be two weeks before somebody else gets fired, let go, transferred. But guess what? No. Number 21, if you're playing at home. Number fucking 21. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, my wife brought me tea. Thank you, Pope. Hold on. Hold on, I got it right here. It's a long intro. It's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, that's hot. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you. My wife just brought me tea. It's wonderful. My wife brings me tea, and the porn star brings me tea and eggs. Oh, my wife hates Donald Trump. <laughs> she hates when I do anything like him. Or... Taking the tea bag. <laughs> She's taking the tea bag. <laughs> anyway, 
I thought a week would go by and, and nothing would happen. But as I said, number fucking 21. Hold on a second. Number 21. <laughs> David Shulkin, the VA secretary, is gone the way of the dodo. He's gone. <laughs> Nothing you can do. Just out, gone, bye-bye. This is 21. And I should, I'm telling you, I should actually do more research to figure it out. If if it's fucking true. I mean, how many people get fired in an, in a, in a, in an administration? You wonder. Let's see. At least Trump was smart enough to get his BJ before he took office, unlike Clinton. Correct. It would be like... It, it won't be long before someone redoes. We didn't start the fire with the names of the Trump appointees. Ah! Actually, you know something? If I had more time, I think I'm going to work on that. Maybe I'll work on that. I can't do it this week because of my cold, but I'll I'll put that shit together. That'd be funny. Actually, I got somebody. Where are they? I'll find them. Uh, just let's see. I there's a lot. There was a really lot, and I did them. I did a couple weeks ago. There we go. I'm bringing it up now. There was Sally Yates, Sally Yates, and Michael Finn, Alan Reed, Jess Kobe. I could actually do it. I'd have to work them out a little different, but yeah, there you go. This is a nice idea. Thank you, Chris. You got that. So there's your White House update, everybody. Number twenty-one. It's not an April Fools. You're fired. My wife loved me. <laughs> she just sent the tea. She couldn't take it. I don't even know what tea this is. Oh, it's good. That's good tea. <laughs> Thank you for the White House update. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's what we're going to do. I was going to play a game with you, but here's what I'll do. I will take our first break, play a little history and a couple things in there, and we come back, I'll play a game with you. How's that sound? You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. The Arabic Weather Report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight, and there will be no ISIS on the road (laughs) because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday, where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic Weather Report. From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However, since 1993, modern-day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At the United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. Welcome to another installment of Radio Irregardless's History. Easter, the holiest day of the Christian calendar, a celebration of Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead. I'm back. So what does this miracle have to do with a bunny delivering painted eggs? The answer lies in a hundred generations of rituals and custom. Jesus Christ and his apostles entered Jerusalem to observe Passover. After the Passover supper, Jesus was arrested. Are we under arrest? No. We just brought you in for questioning. And on what is now called Good Friday, he was crucified. Two days later, he rose from the dead. Hello, boys! I'm back! 
Originally, Easter was celebrated two days after Passover, so it fell on any day of the week. But Easter Wednesday just didn't feel right. Uh-oh! Guess what day it is! Easter Sunday would be the first Sunday to follow the full moon after the spring equinox. As Christianity spread throughout Europe, different pagan customs blended into the holidays. In fact, the actual word Easter may have come from Estra, the goddess of spring and fertility. These heathens ain't gonna stand still and listen to this. Which brings us to the Easter egg. So when did that Easter bunny hop into the scene? Here's the Easter rabbit, hooray! And a happy Easter rabbit. Here, kid, have an egg. I want an Easter egg, I want an Easter egg, I want an Easter egg! Easter is also the time for families to gather and welcome spring, when new life emerges after the dead of winter. This has been Radio Irregardless's History. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. I'm comedian Dave McLaughlin, and get ready for a lot of awkward pausing on my part. I hope that was charming. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And thank you, my wife, for the tea. I can't sip it because it's like six billion degrees. I don't understand why tea has to be that hot. It's cray cray. So let's see. Um, I missed some of the chat. What is this? Uh, oh, no, I read all this. Yes, I did. I thought I, I thought I missed something. I thought you guys were typing something. So uh, during the break... We did play the Sounds Like Sex promo, so I was thinking, let's play a little Sounds Like Sex to me. (laughs) Yes, Uh, this is the remix. Which I'm thinking about using it. I'm thinking about it. Productions. Hey. <laughs> See, I would move to this. <laughs> it's Construct Productions remix this. It's fucking awesome. There's nowhere to go with it. This song has words, by the way. I don't know if you ever found out, but this song has words. This is my favorite part, right here. All right. So we're going to play a little Sounds Like Sax to me, everybody. This is... Now, I played a bunch of songs when we started out for my sound check, the pre-show. So I love songs with saxophone in them because... I grew up with songs that only had saxophone. Like, everybody had saxophone solos. Now, I don't know if you guys know this. We've been playing this game since the very early days. Like, I think on the second show, we started playing this game. And I've still got... I mean, I'm only up to 167. But let's try this one. Number 167. You guys ready? You're going to be playing against each other. Here's the first one. And don't Shazam it, cheaters. Ooh. Yeah. That's one of these slow jams. I used to be in the my back seat of my 76 Cutlass with my, with my girlfriend. I was 17 or 16 or 16. No, I was 17. And my 76 Cutlass. And that's all we heard. It was like, we'll be in the back. Yeah. I should get a cold more often. <laughs> yeah, this is the sexy Barry White voice. I got my lips pressed up against the microphone, everybody. I'm barely opening my lips. Only the sounds coming from the side. <laughs> Ooh, that's <a> nice voice. <laughs> but if you played it on, what is that song? I played it twice for you. Obviously, it's a it's a very late 80s, early 90s song. Hashtag what I've been missing. 
David Allen Buddy. Ah, get it, David Allen Boucher. It's late night with David Allen Boucher. I used to do a joke about David Allen Boucher. I would say, you know how like your voice in your mind is your voice when you speak? I go, does he fall asleep when he thinks to himself? Because <laughs> he had a very soothing, calming voice. Anyway, uh, do, you want, do you want me to play it one more time? I'll play it one more time. They actually say it right there. Oh, anything? I got you guys on tonight, and you're not even taking a stab at it. Now, that's a tricky one. That is a super tricky one. That was, and nobody's going to get it. So here's, oh, what happened? David Allen Boucher is really Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, it isn't. Stop it. <laughs> but none of you got it. You know this game sacks, man. I know the game, but you don't. Okay, moving on. Pretty Brown Pretty brown Eyes? Is that a song? <laughs> I don't, but it's not the right song. It's, because Karen, it was, it was Pretty Brown Eyes. It wasn't. It was a, a band called Mint Condition Breaking My Heart. You'll know it now. That that song, I swear to God, I, I mean, I, not like I've got this vast amount of experience, and my wife is listening, but if I could go back in time and talk to my 17 to 22-year-old self, I'd be like, dude, have a good fucking time. I was so afraid of everything, and all I wanted to do is just fucking anyway. I was like, I, th- that's like a chick, that's a fuck me song right there. That is a 90s fuck me song. If you don't get laid to that song in the 90s, you had fucking problems. That song just wouldn't do it for me? What? Really? What? Come on, Kim. Come on. Yeah. You mean it's not doing it for you right now? Yeah. Up next, we've got Bobby Brown singing more songs all night long. (laughs) It could be. I could be in the back seat with Benedict Cumberbatch, and if that song if that song came on the radio, I'd have to exit the vehicle. What? What? Oh, wow! Fickle, fickle, fickle. Okay, how about this one? Maybe this will do it for you. <laughs> no, that's the song that you would torture people to. Yes, you know this song. It's a fairly recent song. Well, if I could talk to my eight-year-old self, I'd tell him to live and love wide, and I'd tell him about Facebook. <laughs> that's what you would do. You'd say avoid Facebook like the fucking plague is what you would say. Anyway, no guesses. We're coming up flat, flat. This is like the best game. I this intro for the game was. I couldn't, nothing, nothing for anybody. All right. Nobody gets it right, so you know what that means. Okay, moving on. Yes, moving on. That was Jennifer Lopez. Get right. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie she was in called Enough, because after five minutes of that movie, I went, enough. I hate that fucking film. I don't want to call it film. And last week, uh, we had a great guest on. He was so funny, uh, David McLaughlin, and I played some of this.
Come on, everybody. What is it? Let's see. <laughs> Winkle boss. <laughs> Just it's all the Facebook thing. That one's an easy one. That was a gimme. That was a gimme. David Lee Roth, correct. In the name of the song, Kim, you may sweep this with just one answer tonight. Just one answer. Let's ain't, uh, uh, was it? I aim for nobody. <laughs> Once again, pretty easy if you're a porn star. Anyway, just a Jiffalo. Mark Garuffalo. <laughs> I'm Mark Ruffalo, and everywhere I go, people say I'm angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid autocorrect. <laughs> uh, yes, that was just a jiggle. I ain't got nobody. By David Lee Roth. Wow, that just abruptly ended. <laughs> anyway, which is a remake. I should put that on Cover Me, by the way. I guess that's another game we haven't played in forever because I've been losing it with the show prep because I've been suffering from fucking life. <laughs> anyway, here's what I'm going to do. Good game. Kim got one. Oh, I didn't give Kim the correct answer, by the way. So Kim gets this. You know this game sacks, man. Yes, that's one. Give me a bottle of anything and I'll glaze donut to go. Yes. It's right. That was when David Lee Roth made great videos where it was funny. And he would tag himself in his own video and they would play back to the video, especially that video. He actually parodied uh, like four or five different The Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Billy Idol, Rebel Yell. He, he, par he did a bunch of different things. Donuts. Donuts. Mmm. Mmm. Donuts. <laughs> anyway. It's what do you say we do this? Let's take our second break. And when we come back, I may play one more game with you guys because I don't feel like talking much anyway because of my throat. But you are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, it's at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends. Welcome to another installment of Radio Irregardless's History. Springtime signifies the season of Passover. It begins at the sunset marking the start of the 15th day of Nisan. Get into Nisan now! The pharaohs of Egypt enslaved the Jews. The slaves are mine. According to the book of Exodus, God sent Moses to convince the pharaoh. Silent breed is people! But the Pharaoh chose to ignore the request. Fuck off. God unleashed nine plagues onto Egypt, including locusts, hailstorms, and disease. Chlamydia, syphilis, gonorrhea, etc. For the tenth plague, God slayed all firstborn sons in the land. When the Pharaoh's own son was killed by the wrath, Bring on passage of kill my son. He reluctantly agreed to let Moses lead his people out of Egypt. The story of the Hebrews' deliverance from bondage is remembered with a meal called the Seder. One of the most famous Seders was Pan. He invented the Pan Pipes. The Passover Seder is one of the oldest continuing ceremonial customs in human history. You invited a sex offender over for Seder? Are you out of your mind? Cheryl, what would Jesus do? Huh? Cheryl! No! Cheryl! No! This has been Radio Irregardless's History. I'm comedian Erin McGuire, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless, even if no one else is.
And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. <laughs> there was some there was some history Passover. My favorite line is Soylent Green is people. <laughs> That's my favorite line in the whole fucking thing. Anyway, we have an onslaught of a bunch of people that have just joined up. There are seven people elsewhere. So I'll tell you what, if you guys want, just sign on using a Facebook address and you can be part of our live chat. I, I would love to see you guys. I know some people don't want to give up their information, especially under the whole fucking Facebook. It's just fucking everybody kind of new and approved bullshit. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> Soylent Green is people. I wish Soylent Green was people. Here's a game that I know you guys love to play, and I love to play it with you. Let's play I Remember That Show. Now, we haven't played this in a couple weeks because of my guest. Um, because when I have a guest, I can't play this game with you because it takes up so much time. The reason it takes up so much time is because I remember the show is where I play you a theme from a show from the entire history of television. And, you know, when I grew up, themes were a minute, two minutes long. But now, in today's day and age, you can't have a theme that lasts more than, say, 15, 20 seconds. But let's this. Here we go again with Kim Santo Super Internet. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's dominated this the past few times we've played because she has a super t1 connection and she's got a she's got a burger <laughs> she's got a burger in the house you bait your sweat bippy how about this one let's try this one super fucking easy i'm giving it to you i bet we've been together for a million years and the ladies and i bet we'll be together for a million more Oh, it's like I started breathing On the night we kissed And I can't remember What I ever Of course you do before. Ready? What would you do, baby? Yes! Without us Family Ties is correct Without us It might be Peebo Bryson And there ain't no nothing We can't love each other through You should, it takes a lot of balls to put sha-la-la-la in a fucking song. <laughs> la la bitches. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, why is this all different? Everything's different. The numbering system has gone completely crazy. That should be 86, I think. Yeah. And this one should be 88. Yeah, the numbering system is totally fucking bogue. No, this one's 88. There we go. You know what? I'm just... I uh, can't see. My eyes are going too, boy -o. They are just going. I gotta have, like, super big fonts. Everything's gotta be blown up to the size of a fucking billboard for me to read it. <laughs> Poor Alex Keaton. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway. Kim, you got that right. How you doing? You got it right. That was Family Ties. Would they start off painting, <laughs> which is great. How about this one? So, uh, this is going way back to the golden age of television. Babalu. It keeps going. And you know, all these songs had lyrics. Like the Benny Hill thing. Remember, it was just a Benny Hill thing I was just talking about. It's got lyrics. This has got lyrics, too. Fucking lyrics, yo.
I love Lucy. Hello, Lucy. I love Lucy and she loves me. We're as happy as two can be. Sometimes we quarrel, but then... <laughs> I will love making up again. Lucy kisses like no one can. She's my missus and I... fucking awesome <laughs> i love lucy and she loves me so now from this point forward when you ever hear that song or see that show you'll remember you'll remember yeah i love lucy okay so did that yeah fucking kim got that one again you gotta be kidding me you Dude. Yeah, she's got like a crisp set. What did she say it was? It was a 4G LT Santo. <laughs> uh, maybe I should just smoke a lot of pot like my brother. Maybe that's the key to And I always thought that's the key to unlocking the next level. For me, is it's got to be LSD. I'm almost positive it's got to be LSD. Let's see. Bad hombres like Ricky taking jobs from Americans. To buy. <laughs> you got to say it like this. Bad hombres like Ricky taking jobs from Americans. You got to deport him. He had his own club. He had, you know, and he ran it and he, he didn't pay the woman enough. Glass ceiling. Hashtag glass ceiling. <laughs> fucking the joke's on you guys. Lucy produced that fucking show. <laughs> anyway, how about this one? This one's a tricky one. 42 seconds. Yikes. <laughs> Great saxophone. I did it anyway. I don't I love the fucking you know, that's one of the most useless instrument ever in fucking junior high band with those two fucking sticks. And I forget the name of them. Chris, uh, maybe he'll know. Somebody will know. It's the two sticks. You just you just knock them together. And it was like, it was, they go, well, this is a, this is an African instrument. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, why is a trumpet? The, not calves. The clavs. They were just two pieces. They look like Tinker Toys. Was it really called the Clabs? Fuck. God, Clabs. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, Kim, you swept the night. Dynamite! <laughs> you swept the night. So here's what we're going to do. We'll take our third and final break, and then I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be this weekend. I'm going to put it all to bed. Everybody's tired. The Claves. The cla- oh, the Claves. I'm going to do a little Google search on that when we come back. You're listening to Radio Regardless. And uh, I'm going to look up Clavis. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And Kim is really upset about this. It is the claves. And when I goofed on a little bit, she goes, I was a percussionist, dude. 
Chris said rhythm sticks, and she goes, the only cool kid got to play the claves and the triangle. Really? Did you have headgear? Because <laughs> those are the people that played the triangle when I was in school. They were like, I'm going to make sure that I absolutely hit the triangle at, at the exact time because the teacher has given me the most important job to hit the triangle at exactly the right time. <laughs> We gave people with, it's weird, you give you give rhythm, you live like rhythm instruments to people with no motor skills. <laughs> and the thing, here you go, hey, you don't look, you don't look too intelligent, here's two pieces of wood, bang them together. <laughs> G-F-Y, I, I, I don't even, I don't even know what G-F-Y means, I know what L-M-A-O is laugh my ass up, but what is G-F, what is that one? Auxiliary percussion. <laughs> uh, and they don't and don't attribute my sense of humor to grass. <laughs> my brother commenting again. Uh, what is GFY? What is that? I have no idea. Oh, is it good for you? Oh, good for you? That's G Wow. Wow. I, d I don't I don't like abbreviations. I don't. <laughs> I have to Google half the stuff. Like I play Hitman. You guys know I play Hitman for Xbox One. There's something I have not looked it up. And you know something? I'm going to look it up right now. In the game, it's called, let's say, I'm going to type it in. It's called Hitman, and they're called NFCs. I don't know what uh, what that means. Let's. I'm going to type in Xbox. Maybe that'll be. Or go fuck yourself. Is it? <laughs> Is it go for, is it go fuck yourself or good for you? I'm gonna go with good for you, by the way. <laughs> NFC. It just keeps saying NFC. What does an NFC in a video game mean? You know something? I don't know. NFC meaning in video game. It's near field communication. That's not it. Oh, non functioning character. Oh, why don't I not know that? <laughs> it's me. Read the screen. You fucking read the screen. I had three windows open. Fucking DB. <laughs> Everybody's going to get initials now. Fucking DB. <laughs> Look, I don't want to have to call ICE. <laughs> anyway. Kim's been up since three. My brother had a colon. I didn't know you did the uh, the operation, the uh, thing today. You didn't. Nobody. You didn't tell me. My brother gets a colonoscopy today. He didn't even fucking tell me. It's insane. You know, my whole family. The only way we find out stuff about shit is through Facebook. Nobody calls anybody anymore. My sister's in the hospital. I found out through Facebook. I cut my hand open. It wasn't even a big deal to me. It wasn't a big deal to me. Uh, five stitches. I mean, you know, it's not like my hand was taken off. At least I sent him a text. So let me tell you where I'm going to be, and we'll wrap this puppy up. Oh, I know what I wanted to do. Uh, there I did it. The doctor just lied there. Oh, yikes. The doctor did it all. So this weekend is Easter. That's why I played all the history and all that stuff. So I figured I would play some funny. <laughs> I always play this because I have to dress as the Easter Bunny this weekend, not just Sunday, but Saturday as well. Fucking kidding, Easter Bunny did this? All I said was the Easter Bunny at the Menlo Park Mall was more convincing. He just jumped the railing and knocked me down. He's fucking dead. I'll let it go. He's under a lot of pressure. I am under a lot of pressure. <laughs> but I actually bought my costume this year. I bought it, and it was uh, fairly pricey. But I'm doubling up the gigs, uh, which is good, so it's it's paying for itself. And uh, my, um, my sister-in-law, Stacy made me a vest she actually made me a vest out of material and she she sewed little easter eggs to it because the other vest i had it had a polka dot um uh, polka dots all over it and i love the polka dots but it's from another costume and it's like 75 dollars and blah 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 so i had a custom-made vest and it's very cool so now saturday and we're doing an easter egg hunt on saturday what happened to him the guy in easter bunny suit kicked his ass i had it coming <laughs> I'm going to fucking be kicking kids in the fucking head. <laughs> the Cadbury Easter Bunny commercial. Yeah, it's the same one 
when we were kids. All those animals, animals have been dead. Yeah, they all they're all been dead by now. But the thing is, you couldn't do that commercial now. Because, I mean, <laughs> they didn't use a rhino. And I saw this really sad thing. I don't want to talk about the rhino. The white African rhino is almost extinct. And we fucking did it. Not we, but what the fuck. But those are the animals. They got the cat and the dog and the lion and the llama and a fucking bunny. It's every, everything but the bunny. And those commercials have been running forever. And you would think they would make a new one or digitize it. But it's fucking perfect. It's probably one of the longest running commercials in the history of fucking time. That and Reese's. They run the same fucking ones all the time. Same Halloween ones, same Easter ones. So that's where I'm going to be. So I I actually really like it. And, I mean, I don't feel well. My hand stitches are coming out tomorrow. Um, but And I got my cold. Hopefully I'll get over that a little bit. But I'll be honest, I don't I don't love doing the character work because it's it's not overly lucrative. And there's a lot of drawbacks. It's like you're in the costume, it's hot and it's you can't see, there's no visibility and you know, you're putting a lot of effort out and you're not getting a lot of return. But I'll be honest, when the little kids see the character, I've been Mickey Mouse, I've been SpongeBob. When the little kids see that character, they throw fucking love at you like you could be having the shittiest day and the kids eyes are just beaming and they run up and they genuinely hug you because they're they just love they just love the characters and especially the easter bunny i was doing it in a venue in natick and i've been doing that for like the past four years they're moving me to i got to be in salem finally got to have easter with my uh with my family which is actually nice but in Natick, I've been doing it for like four years, so the same people come all the time. And there's this, there's this uh, couple people. There's an autistic girl, and then there's this older guy who's uh, who's in a wheelchair, and he's probably my age or a little younger. But his parents are with him, and they're in their sixties or seventies, and they're he's in a wheelchair. He can't really move, but when he sees the Easter Bunny, their eyes light up, and they're like, "Oh!" And the first year, the the girl with autism totally afraid of me next the next year love me and every year i see her and that's one of the things i'm going to miss about not going to natick because i'm going to see different people and the thing is i'm going to see different people so i'm going to miss that but they're going to see the same bunny they're just going to get another you know the same bunny to come in and you know in the character because it's a costume and it's you know it's just so it's good and those are the moments, like, I know, I mean, I joke about the show, and I joke how I'm afraid of life, and all that stuff, and a little bitter, and all this kind of stuff gets to me and everything, but there are moments of my life where where it's very rewarding, especially, because in this business, and entertainment, you don't get a lot of thank yous, you don't get a lot of kudos, you don't, it's, oh, who the fuck are you, get out of here, it's a lot of ego, there's a lot of money-driven problems with it, but when I'm the Easter Bunny, for those and I mean I'm be I'll be with the Easter Bunny four hours on Saturday and four hours on Sunday, which seems like a lot of time, a lot of time in the costume, and it is. That's why it's sometimes not enjoyable. But when I put the hat on and I put the vest on and I slap those foamy shoes on and I walk out and I wave to kids and parents have that experience with their kids, it's fun. And it's, it's, you know, so I get to do that. And then maybe I'll get in a fist fight. Fucking kidding. The Easter Bunny did this? All I said was the Easter Bunny at the Menlo Park Mall was more convincing. He just jumped the railing and knocked me down. He's fucking dead. I'll let yes. it go. He's under a lot of pressure. Yeah, I am a lot of pressure, but I'm going to have some fun. So let me tell you, I told you about some of where I'm going to be. So tomorrow night, I'm actually going to be at the Kowloon. And I was there last weekend. Fantastic shows with Patty Ross and Harrison Stevens and Matthew P. Brown. Just fantastic shows. Had such a great time. But I'm there uh, tomorrow night doing a fundraiser, which is going to be great. Friday night, I actually have um, the night quasi off in a way. But I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be going to Deacon Giles Distillery. And we're gonna, I'm going to try to figure out if we can get something in there on a semi-regular basis. There's a couple shows that I've been working on. And I'm going to find out what, uh, what may work for them, what may float their boat, as we're saying in the bins. And then, of course, Saturday and Sunday, I will be uh, the EB, the Easter Bunny, down in Hingham, 
at the Black Rock Country Club. And then Sunday, I'll be in Salem Country Club, which is in Peabody, (laughs) which is ironic. So that's where I'm going to be this weekend. So Sunday, of course, is April Fool's. So have a good April Fool's. Tag everybody. Now you know the real meaning because the year started on the wrong day. (laughs) Everybody fucked up. So as always, when you want to be a guest on the show, call 978-219-9294, radio regardless at gmail.com. Hey, guys. We'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises. And copyrighted 2018, all rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.